Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we will explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us can be a good patron, the bands and musicians we appreciate. I'm glad you're here, so stick around, because we have got some exploring to do. Now, if you saw the episode title, you already know some of the artists I'll be covering, but if you just let this episode play without looking at the title, I'm covering campaigns and pre-orders for music by... Rachel Wilhelm, Slugs and Bugs, The Grey Havens, Sarah Beattie, John Thompson, Sad Astronauts, and some vinyl reissues from Boone's Overstock, Girder, and Limited Run Vinyl, with links to all of the campaigns and pre-orders in the show notes. And if you've listened before, you also know that I'll cover one way you can be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. The name Rachel Wilhelm is no stranger to me. I'd actually backed her 2017 campaign for Songs for Lament, and I've been honored to see her regularly participating in the crowdfunding Christian music group over on Facebook. Now she's got an active campaign for a new project titled Requiem. It's fully funded, but there's still plenty of room for support. And I was able to have a call with Rachel to talk about it. Here is my conversation with Rachel Wilhelm. So tell me about the theme for this album. It's Requiem. So for those of us from a more low church background, what is that? Um, (laughs) A Requiem is basically, I mean, if I'm just going to speak in kind of layman's terms, um, is, is like a funeral service, like a musical funeral service. Um, requiem actually means rest. And of course, like with funeral service, we're thinking of eternal rest. Classical requiems are, are, are really involved and beautiful and everything. I remember um, probably when I was in high school, I sang in a choir in Carnegie Hall with John Rutter and we sang his requiem. And that was the first time I'd ever been exposed to a requiem. I thought it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And it seems almost otherworldly. So I have that version of what a requiem is. And then I thought for myself, like, how would I make a folk requiem and make it more accessible to people that don't necessarily listen to classical music, you know, um, or choral music or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah. There seems to be a connection, I think, between your earlier project on Lament and then this project, can you discuss that? Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's so funny because I don't ever think about like how consistent that is. Yeah, I, I suppose there is definitely an element of lament that's in um, like a requiem. Of course there is. I mean, a requiem um, is a funeral service where you would you give space for people to grieve and to mourn and um, and to lament. Not necessarily their sins, like in Songs of Lament or, um, you know, uh, I put out an album of just full lament songs, but to lament the death of someone or the death of something. Um, In this case, it was for this album, The Requiem, it's just the the death of 2020, you know, in so many ways. And also to honor those that have died um, from COVID. And I've actually had um, friends die in 2020 of cancer. And I've seen um, just so much death and sorrow and loss in 2020, just jobs and 
you know, social life and, and all of that. And so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the connection that I see that I think like with my music songs, of lament, um, you can lament all kinds of things. Um, but with this in particular, um, we're lamenting something more acutely. So how has your role in the church kind of uh, maybe equipped you to see some gaps and needs in music for the body? Hmm. Well, I'm a four on the Enneagram. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> follows the Enneagram at all, some people don't. And fours are notorious for finding what's missing. And so, yeah, I just, I just see gaps everywhere I go, seeing something that, oh, I could, I could help with that. Maybe I could, I could get this person to help with that. I could, I could connect you two and you could help each other, you know? And I think that's part of just like my personality. So yeah, with the church, working with the church, I just see things all the time that um, where we can grow as the body and we can help each other grow and encourage one another and build one another up, Um, especially with lament and worship or finding a way to grieve together, mourn together in worship. I find that as, as bearing one another's burdens, you know, as we're called to do. Absolutely. Um, Even if you're not feeling it, you're, you're carrying the person along that is feeling that burden that Sunday. So um, yeah, I just, that's something that's close to my heart because I think it's something that's not addressed as much in the church. It's becoming a little more popular these days, but um, I think it's because we're noticing a lot of neglect that's happened within the church body. I think there are a lot of um, artists out there, um, Christian artists in particular. Um, I could name like Wendell Kimbrough, um, Sandra McCracken. They're, they're they're doing great things with the Psalms and addressing the um, subject of lament. The Psalms address lament like crazy. I think 70% of the Psalms have some kind of lament in them. And, and God laments in the Bible. If you read any of the prophets, minor prophets. So lament is super important to God. And so it should be super important to us and and Jesus being the man of sorrows um, and we being told, you know, like if if we're told to um, imitate Christ, um, that is part of part of Christian suffering. That's part of um, our call as the body of Christ to um, suffer alongside him. Now, in the reward options, you have the album itself, but you also have some extra reward options that include hymns. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Well, with the pandemic and working in the church, of course, you know, there's there's a lot of recording that happens. We were recording all of our services and we couldn't meet together. And so we we kind of did a not a like a live stream at first. It was more like a just recorded music and recorded sermon and all of that. And so I spent hours and hours <laughs> recording hymns. <laughs> And I got really, I got decent at the ukulele and pulled out the banjo and, you know, um, you get desperate to fill out the sound. So you're just like grabbing any instrument um, that's next to you and you just make a track of that and kind of blend them all together. Um, So that's how that came along. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Now, first and foremost, I want folks to know about your new Requiem album and get behind it. But I also wanted to give you a chance to shout out a couple other things you've been involved with lately. So Cardiphonia Music recently asked you to produce an entire album of songs by women centered on the theme of lament called Daughter Zion's Woe. So how did that actually come about? 
Um, well, I'm a part of the leadership team of um, Liturgy Fellowship, which is a Facebook group for um, liturgists and pastors and worship leaders. And we discuss various topics of um, just church life and worship. And it's it's a great resource um, if you are any of those kinds of people. But it's also Cardiphonia is a part of that because of Bruce Benedict, um, who is the the main leader of that. And Cardiphonia is a like a collaborative effort of bringing you know church music that is not always sung in churches, so a little more underground, but it's a really great resource as well. So if you're um, interested in Cardiphonia kind of stuff, um, not in the big box kind of music for your church, Cardiphonia is great. Yeah, Cardiphonia asked me to basically produce a female lament album, and I just... I'm connected to a lot of women um, and a lot of women uh, worship leaders. And I had started a female worship leader uh, Facebook group. And because I just had that crowd already in place, I think it worked out really well. And plus I'm quite a connector person. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll just connect, you know, song producers with the women that can't produce songs on their own. And we'll, we'll just make this happen. So we spent, the summer, basically organizing that and getting all that done. And it was, it ended up being a a project I'm really proud of. Yeah, it was a a great collection of songs. Um, And then I wanted to say, um, you're also involved with United Adoration. Yeah. Can you tell us briefly about them? Yeah, United Adoration is a a ministry that is... um, affiliated and and underneath the um, ACNA, which is the Anglican Church um, in North America. And I am actually a music minister at an Anglican church. And what we do is we seek to revitalize the arts or the artistic expression um, in the local church, but like translocally. So basically globally. So we have connections and movements all around the world in in various continents and also um, in the U.S. And I am the U.S. team leader. So I basically, when we're not in a pandemic, I am going to local churches and leading songwriting retreats or worship arts retreats to help revitalize the creativity. And you wouldn't need to be Anglican to to be a part of that. No. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's great. I, something that I really love about it is that I, so identify with marginalized people um, within the church that that long to use their gifts uh, for the local church, especially with songwriting. And this movement longs to pull those marginalized people out into the center and tell them, look, your gifts are valued, they're needed, and we want you to write for the church and you are a part of our voice. So, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then just personally, I want to say, I've really appreciated seeing you consistently over years work to promote the work of other people and encouraging others to back artist campaigns as they come along. And I I think you hit on it with your notion of connecting and equipping. And I just see that in you, in the Facebook group, Crowdfunding Christian Music, but also just on your personal page. And as an artist in discussions. And I just really appreciate that. I think it's it's great to see somebody who's constantly uh, helping to, to promote and build up. So thanks, Garrett. I think it's important that we need to encourage others to to continue doing it. And um, it's it's easy to get discouraged. 
I think the arts are neglected in the church and we just need to change that. So I just want to do my part. (laughs) No, no. Tell me how this campaign is going, because I, I have to say as an outsider, like just watching, I feel you've done a great job of letting people know the campaign was coming. And then all along the way saying, we're at 50%. Do you think we could make 55 today? We're at 60%. Do you think we could make 70 today? Like, it's just, it's not spammy, but it's just an encouraging, like, here's where we are and what can we do? And and you're now fully funded. Yeah. But like, we both know that it costs more than what your goal was. Yep. And there's a lot that you've already put out of pocket from your own pocket yep. beyond. So it, it would be fantastic if you hit something higher. And I know yeah. Chris Marchand was saying, what about $10,000? We have a stretch goal. And, and I think I'm, I'm right there with him. I think that'd be fantastic. How has it been during the campaign? And now that you know it's fully funded and it's still growing, do you have some ideas for stretch goals or like, tell me about all that? I, I really don't. I, my, my inner goal was to just break even with the 6K, but I actually that's not quite breaking even because I have actually put more money into it than I even know. So if I can reach higher than that, that's awesome. But, you know, I'm always looking at this from the first time I did a Kickstarter campaign, which was kind of like nail biting. (laughs) And I refuse to be, you know, in that position again of like, oh my gosh, I'm never doing that again. Um, I think it's because when it gets down to the wire, um, you, it, uh, yeah, anything. Uh, crowdfunding stuff is really tough just because you you second guess yourself. You don't know if you phrase something correctly. You don't know if you've, you know. And then I've seen others that have like barely advertised and then they get it completely funded and it's been great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just depends on, you know, your friends and, and who you're connected to and all of that stuff or even what the project is. I mean, yeah. There are probably a ton of people that have seen like Requiem. They're like, what the heck is that? You know, even if you explain it, they're just kind of like, really? Are you that dark? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's been great. It's really been, um, uh, it hasn't been stressful, which has been such a blessing to me because I, I just did not want to go through that again. And, um, and everyone has been wonderful and great and supportive. And I've had so many people sharing it and I've just felt so loved. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to share it. That's fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it as it comes out and, uh, I hope others will catch the, catch the vision and, and frankly feel the need yeah. for the music for themselves and for the people around them. I think it can, can really help us process a little bit better what's going on. So. I really would love for people to share it once it comes out. And I mean, that's my, my true goal because I really do believe that God gave me the music and uh, my friend Kate Blewett uh, co-wrote six of the songs with me. Um, she wrote the lyrics and man, they're just, they're beautiful lyrics. It's, it's a beautiful record. <laughs> it really is. I'm not, meaning to sound boastful or anything, but I'm really proud of it. I know the Lord's hand is in it. And I just wanted to bless people and help them heal. Honestly, that's been the goal from the beginning of this whole thing. Um, It started March of last year. And uh, it's just been a journey. So if anyone can share it once it comes out, I'm just so excited if you do that. Very good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
Now, if you've never heard her and aren't sure what she sounds like, I've got you covered. Here is a clip from her 2020 single, How Long? So you've got an idea what she sounds like. For this new campaign, $10 gets you the early download, $15 for the early download of Requiem, plus two more EPs, $25 for the CD and all those downloads, and she's even got other options with a number of hymns and even a songwriting retreat. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Rachel Wilhelm. That's W-I-L-H-E-L-M. This campaign closes in the early hours of Friday, March 12th. So what's one way that you can become a good patron? And who inspired this month's challenge? Well, back on February 10th, Jamie Grace, now some of you might remember her from the 2010s. Anyway, Jamie tweeted a great thread all about how you can support your favorite artists. I'll probably come back to some of her other tips in future episodes, but this time I wanted to highlight tip number five. Like, comment, and engage with their content. She points out that when an artist gets a lot more followers, but those followers don't actually engage or interact with their poster tweets, it actually hurts the artist in the algorithm since it's a smaller percentage of their followers that are engaging with their content. Her suggestion, if you like someone, if you follow someone, simply liking, commenting, and resharing their posts and tweets can make a difference. So my challenge to you will sound probably reminiscent of Jean-Luc Picard on the Starship Enterprise, but the challenge is engage. Now, I've got more campaigns and pre-orders to tell you about, so stick around to find out about some more opportunities you have to help some specific artist with some active campaigns and pre-orders right after this quick break. This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the new album from Atlanta-based indie band, Physic. All the Days by Physic is layers of rich folk arrangements and harmonies about the lasting love of a faithful marriage. All the Days by Physic is new from Renew the Arts and available now on Spotify, Bandcamp, and all major music platforms. This Memorial Weekend, UTR is putting on the biggest music party we've ever thrown. Join us for White Owl Music Fest 2021. 
featuring a rare live performance from Grammy Award winners Jars of Clay. Also performing, prolific songwriter Sandra McCracken. Plus, alumni of NBC's The Voice, Royce Lovett. The sun is here to tell you who you are. Up, you're a star. Plus, 10 more artists, all performing on Saturday, May 29th at beautiful Starstruck Farm, just outside of Nashville. This will be a safe, all-outdoor, socially distanced event. You're invited from far and wide with one-of-a-kind lodging options on-site. For White Owl Music Fest full concert roster and ticket information, go to whiteowlmusicfest.com. We're not only trying to find the best music on the planet, but also the best music videos. Who made our list? You'll find Ben Rector, Joy Ike, Shell, Need to Breathe, and a bunch more. So check out UTR's list of the best gourmet music videos of the year 2020. And you can watch all of them at the same place. Head to utrmedia.org or find the direct link in today's show notes. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. Hopefully the name Slugs and Bugs is not new to you. We talked about them back in episode 25, or perhaps you recognize the name Randall, good game. But if not, Slugs and Bugs have been putting out excellent music for the whole family for years. By that I mean they make amazing scripture songs that might get pigeonholed as kids' music, but is absolutely great for all ages. Now they've launched their own crowdfunding campaign at their website this time, a slug starter, if you will, for volume four in the Slugs and Bugs Sing the Bible series. Here is a clip of their song, This is the Message, from the new project, so you've got an idea what to expect. This is the message. This is the message. This is, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. We are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. But go on living in spiritual darkness We're not practicing the truth But if we walk in the light As He is in the light We have fellowship with each other And the blood of Jesus His Son Cleanses us from all sin This is the message This is the message This is, this is the message we heard from Jesus and that is from 1 John 1, 5 through 9. $25 gets you the digital download version of the project. $35 gets you two copies of the CD, an autographed poster, a magnet, and a download. And then they've got a number of other options available. So head over to slugsandbugs.com. But do it fast because this slug starter closes in the early morning hours of March 5th. That's really soon. Might actually already be passed when you're hearing this. Sorry. Now, I want to thank Keith in our Facebook group for sharing this next one. The Grey Havens should not be a stranger to you either. We've covered them back in episode 24, and 
Coincidentally, my wife and I saw Keith and his family at a Grey Havens concert here in Phoenix last year. They were fantastic. Anyway, the Grey Havens are working on a new project titled Blue Flower, and they have a unique way of doing a crowdfunding pre-order. Sort of like Patreon, but directly on their website where you would sign up for a certain level of monthly financial support. Here is a clip of their title track, Blue Flower, so you've got an idea what this project will sound like. Sorry, Blue Flower. Now who's to say where you come from feels like far away? Felt a blue flower in my soul. You got me longing for something more. Now I. sign up for any of their levels, you can participate in a listening party stream they are doing March 4th at 8 p.m. Central to hear the first six songs and hear discussion about it. If you sign up for $5 a month, you get a download of the first six songs right away, then the rest in June. For $10 a month, you get all of that plus the CD mailed to you in September, about a month before it goes public. The album will go public in October, but for 2021, they're going to release a song a month in the order that they appear in the album. Now, the listening party is on the 4th, but you actually have through the 8th to get in on this. So head over to thegrayhavensmusic.com. That's gray with an A to get in on this. Plus, they've got some really cool mugs and some coffee. Sarah Beattie from Manchester, UK, was a new name to me when I heard about her campaign, but she is certainly not new to music. She's just launched a Kickstarter campaign for what will be her third album, an eight-song project to be titled Misplaced Plans. Now, she wrote six of the eight songs for this project during lockdown, and she hopes these songs will resonate with you as much as they've resonated with her. Here is a clip of her song, Lead Me Home, from her 2018 album, Home, so you've got an idea what she sounds like.
For about $14 US, that's 10 pounds, you can get the CD. For about $21 US, that CD is signed. And then she's got more options like shirts and vinyl, even a Zoom concert or a songwriting session. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Sarah Beattie. That's Sarah with an H, and Beattie is spelled B-E-A-T-T-I-E. This campaign closes Friday, March 19th. And I want to give a shout out to Britt and Steve over at the Christian Geeks Classic Rock Cast for this next one. They had a great episode talking about the 77's album Pray Naked on their podcast just a couple days ago, and they mentioned these upcoming pre-orders. If you were around to enjoy the heavy music of Bride, Res Band, Sacred Warrior, Exalt, or Haven back in the day, or maybe you're just new to the sound and like it, Limited Run Vinyl, Girder Music and Boons Overstock are all working together on some reissues that have just opened for pre-order. Available are Bride's albums Snakes in the Playground and Kinetic Faith, remastered on vinyl and CD, as well as vinyl reissues of Sacred Warrior's album Waiting in Darkness, Exalt's album Dark War, and Haven's album Three. They're also reissuing some of Res Band's early work on CD and vinyl. Mommy Don't Love Daddy Anymore, DMZ, and Colors. Head over to limitedrunmusic.com and girdermusic.com to find out more. Now, this next one isn't exactly a music campaign, but it's loosely about music, and it's by a friend of the podcast, John J. Thompson, from, well, from a lot of things, including his own band, The Wayside, and most recently, True Tunes, the website, and the podcast. But John is also a writer, and I've got a couple of his earlier works, but none of those are fiction. He recently launched an Indiegogo campaign for his first work of fiction that will be, quote, a novel about music, people, East Nashville, and a miracle, end quote. The book is called Back on the Porch, The Ballad of the Lost Dogs of East Nashville, and it's a musical fable. It's about rock and soul and Americana and Tejano and gospel. The book is already completed and has been past a couple copy editors, but John is ready to run it past a higher level story editor before publishing it. And since he's got his band and this is about music, why not throw in a soundtrack, right? So there's that too. Some originals, plenty of covers. Now $15 gets you the ebook. $25 gets you the audio version in that ebook. $40, you get a signed physical copy and the digital and audio versions, plus you get to be a part of a backers-only Zoom event to celebrate the book release. And then he's got more options like shirts and glasses and mugs and even other more events. So head over to Indiegogo and search for John J. Thompson. This campaign closes April 14th. And I want to make sure you know about one last campaign. It's for Kevin Max's new band, Sad Astronauts, and the Kickstarter for their debut album, In Space, No One Can Hear You Weep. Now, I'm not formally featuring it because Kevin Max has made it clear he's making his departure from Christian music with this band, but I also know he's got a lot of fans here, and I want to make sure you know about the campaign while it's still active. So be sure to head over to Kickstarter and search for Sad Astronauts. That campaign closes Friday, April 9th. So if you've been listening for a while, you already know the drill, but here's what I'm going to say. Subscribe to the podcast so you hear each episode when it goes live. Follow the show on Twitter at Good Patron, so you'll see us tweeting about all the great campaigns, even if they happen between the episodes. And then join the crowdfunding Christian music group on Facebook if you use Facebook, so you can join in on the discussion about these and all the other campaigns that are sure to be going on. 
I really hope that at least one of these campaigns or artists this episode has connected with you and you'll follow up and check it out. If you end up backing any of the campaigns or pre-orders, or if you have a question or feedback, or if you just want to give me a heads up about a campaign I should know about, and let me just say, if you know about a campaign coming, I'd like to know about it. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. Or just reach out on Twitter at GoodPatron. My my DMs are open or in the Facebook group. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron. And I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next episode, remember, great music doesn't just happen. So get involved. Good Patron Podcast is proud to be a part of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and found online at utrmedia.org.